Hi, guys, and welcome to the Confessions of a Millennial podcast. My name's Julia. And I'm Fatima. And we're your podcast for all things millennial, confessional or not. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Confessions of a Millennial podcast. Today, we're talking all about nostalgia. And just a reminder that we are still social distancing and recording virtually, but can't wait to record each other in person because I haven't seen you in so long. I know. The Zoom is just not enough. I miss seeing people in person. I know. I've seen my family too much that I'm like, I need other people. <laughs> tell me there's tell me there's life outside of my house. <laughs> tell me there's life outside in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. Oh, that's so funny. Yes. So we're talking about nostalgia today, which is nice. It's really nice to go down memory lane sometimes and just think about how much things have changed and just some of the things that, you know, kind of leave your current life, your situation, and then you kind of forget about it. And then when you think about it, you're like, oh, wow, yeah, I totally remember that. That was so cool. Or that was so fun or whatever it is. Right. Yeah, I agree. Because I think I mean, I don't know about you, but I definitely feel like my life has sort of been chapters where there was something that happened during like these five years of a chapter. And then when it was done, I kind of just like closed the book and was like, okay, like next, yeah. you know, when you sort of moving forward. So it is really nice to to look back and I'm glad we included this topic in our lifestyle podcast. That way we can just kind of reminisce and talk about things we missed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, let's kick things off. So what would you say is something you miss most about being a teenager? Um, it's a toughie. Can I say two things? Yes, of course. Okay. So one, definitely that feeling of like feeling invincible. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that was really real, especially for me in like sports. I definitely felt like when you're a teenager, like my body was so built for sports and so fit and like strong. Yeah. I was like, I can walk through walls. Like I definitely thought like nothing could touch me. I was so <laughs> invincible. Um, and I think a lot of teenagers have that mindset too. Yeah. Like, you know, we know everything. Our parents are so dated. And it's funny because now when I look back and I think like now I'm 29 and when I look back to even just like 16 year old me, I'm like, wow, I knew nothing, like absolutely nothing. But I loved that I thought I knew everything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, agreed. I feel like every teenager probably felt like that. I know everything. I can take on the world. Yeah. No fear, completely invincible. Agreed. And then the other thing, and this one's going to be a little mushy, but that's how I feel. Yeah. I really miss, admire whatever it is, how teenagers, because you're so vulnerable that when they they fall in love, they fall so hard and so recklessly and they're just ready to do anything for that other person. I mean, obviously within reason, we we don't need to hurt anybody, (laughs) but I really miss that. Like, I think there's something really special and genuine about that, that when the first time you really fall in love as a teenager, like you're just, you're all in, you don't question anything. You don't think about, you know, the little things that I feel like now as an adult, I really care about in a partner. 
back then I would have just been like, who cares? I love them. Like, you know, you just, that's just, that's it. It's the end all be all. Yeah. And so I think that's really special. And I hope that teenagers still feel that way. Yeah. I don't, I don't know a ton because I'm older, <laughs> but I really, I really hope they do because it's a really special feeling. Yeah. That whole love conquers all. We can yeah, take on the world like, no matter we what. We'll stand the test of time. I'm with you. It's me and you against the world. Like that whole kind of recklessly just giving your heart to someone without any questions. Yeah. Now that you mention it, you're so right. I think back to, you know, when you're younger and you you haven't been tainted by the world yet. <laughs> I, no, but you know what? It's true. It's 100% yeah. true. You're so optimistic about falling in love you have no fears or no queries that you know or baggage for example that you bring into it it's just so raw and genuine love yeah and it's just really special and like I said I hope teenagers nowadays still get to experience that yeah I hope there still is that I know it was obviously big when we were younger um and I think to be honest, a lot of it was probably due to like music and, and TV and film where mm-hmm. we were seeing these like epic love stories. But I also think that it's probably something that's been going on since like beginning of time. Like Forever. I hope so. Yeah. 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 I think so because you're old enough to experience love and fall in love and, and feel these really strong emotions for somebody else. But at the same time, you're still young enough where you're still naive to the world. Yeah. And so you're in that perfect time to really enjoy those moments. That's just it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. What's yours? You're making me feel whole nostalgic. (laughs) Well, I mean, check. (laughs) Point of the episode. Yeah, exactly. I was like, that. This we can just mark as done. <laughs> so I think, and it's weird that we're talking about this question or topic today because I've just been thinking and I guess kind of reminiscing and maybe, you know, it's due to COVID and just kind of grounds you and makes you appreciate the things that you have and being thankful for everything that you've experienced. But I think that the thing that I miss most about being a teenager is the prospect of the future. It's right. It's you have your plans, of course, of what you want to do and where you want to go and where you see yourself 10, 15, 20 years down the road, but it's still a mystery. You never know what path you're going to end up in. And yeah, there's not to say that we don't have opportunities now, but it's a different type of opportunities now. Right where there's so much of the unknown that you're walking into, it's thrilling Mm -hmm. and exciting and you have so much adrenaline and you're looking so forward to graduating high school so you can join the world and experience all that and see where life is going to take you. So I think that's what I miss the most because I feel like there is so much to experience that you get to do that as, as you're in your teens and kind of, going into adulthood so just the the thrill of being able to see what that looks like yeah you know what that's a really good point and it's true because I mean I'm sure you remember as much as I do like literally when you were graduating feeling like the world was your oyster and you had 
everything available to you as an opportunity, even if it wasn't like you just believed it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's like, oh, no matter what it is right now, I'm graduating and and everything is possible and anything is possible and I can do so much. And you have obviously all these plans and it's very exciting because, you know, you want to fulfill all of them and enjoy life and just have such an amazing adventure. So it does feel like that when I was graduating, exactly the same, like, oh my gosh, I have everything possible. It is going to happen. It's just very exciting to, to think about that. So yeah, that's one thing I miss is the prospect of what the future holds. Can I ask you a quick follow-up question to that? Yes. So based on where you are now in life compared to that feeling at that moment, yeah. do you think that the time in between, so mostly like, you know, your early and kind of your 20s, do you think that lived up to what the teenager in you saw or was it was ready to experience? I think that I experienced some of it but maybe not to the fullest extent that I would have thought in my teens. Okay. And yeah. And I, when I say like some, I don't mean I experienced like 20% of my dreams and that's kind of it, <laughs> but it's more, I think maybe I just also, the other thing is when you're a teenager, just as you said, everything is possible and you're in, you feel invincible. So, yeah. you know, I, I just thought, oh, I'm going to I'm going to be like a bajillionaire and I'm going to be like this big celebrity and, and I'm going to travel the world. So I feel like you've done the traveling, the traveling. Yes. <laughs> so I feel like I experienced those things, but maybe a more scaled down version of it, you know, right. a more realistic version of what right. is actually possible for most people. So, yes, I did experience it and I'm very grateful for everything that's I have experienced because it you learn and and you grow from it but yeah I feel like I did experience it oh it's good yeah no regrets no regrets guys no regrets I mean I have a few but not very many <laughs> yeah exactly if you only have well, a we're few, not talking about those today <laughs> that's the next episode <laughs> if you don't have a, a many regrets that's a good sign yeah you know what? I think for me, sorry, I'm just going to, before we hop on to the next one. Yeah, go for it. It's kind of the same answer. Um, you know what? Actually, I think my same answer to that question I asked you is that I think I did more than I expected. That's good. I think I did more in life, but not so much more as I imagined in a career. Like right. that doesn't mean I wasn't successful. I just think I saw my career going a different way mm-hmm. and it didn't happen mm-hmm. and that's okay. But I think I got so much more in the life aspect that I don't, I mean, sometimes I think about it, but I don't really feel like I missed out. Yeah. And I mean, the only thing I think that I'm missing or that me okay, we'll talk about one regret <laughs> is that I think in my mind when I was graduating high school and getting ready to go to university and move on with my life, I think I definitely thought that my 20s were going to be these epic years and they totally were. But I think I thought I was going to meet the love of my life in my 20s mm-hmm. and I haven't. And so that's probably like yeah. the one thing that is kind of that sticks out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. The, I mean, 
in your 20s, you think that there's going to be these really epic, monumental milestones. And, you know, obviously there's no guarantee that that will happen. Like I... Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what my one of one of my like crazy dreams of what my life was going to be like. <laughs> I thought, you know, I was going to go to university, graduate at 25. My career was going to be set. I was going to have like this amazing job making like a hundred and some odd K a year or more. Yeah. And oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to be, I was going to be married. I was going to be getting married. I would be getting yeah. married at 25 and, and so on. So Obviously, now that you look back on it, you're like, what, 25, making 100 and some odd K a year, you know, set in like the career or the job of your dreams. You know what I mean? It's just now that you look back on it, you think, well, that's not very realistic because there's so many other people who have much more experience in the workforce than you do. And you're only a few years into the workforce. So how could you be making so much money already? Because you don't have the experience yet to bring to the table to earn that kind of income and then with meeting the love of your life and being married at 25 I feel like 25 is now when I look at it is very young to be getting married and also yeah you can't guarantee you're going to meet someone and be married at a certain time no for sure and and just to clarify too to what you're saying like I don't I never Ever thought I think that I was gonna get married yeah. at 25. I just I think was like ready or like expecting to be ready in my 20s to meet the love of my life and kind of just just be with them. And yeah. then we would get married at some point and we would have yeah. kids. It's like, you know what I mean? That was always like, yeah, 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 we'll we'll do that. But I just wanna I wanna be with them and have these adventures and yeah. you know, travel with them and, and do like go skydiving and, and yeah. do those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. It's crazy when you look back on that stuff now, you think, whoa, these are some really weird thoughts and, and you know, plans <laughs> that I had that is not very realistic. But then when you're 16 and you're thinking about it, 25 seems it's so far away, so far away. Yeah, it's such a huge milestone. And it seems like you would be so mature at 25. I still right. don't feel like I'm mature. That's cute. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll come in and, yeah that's cute I wasn't that mature at 25 yeah I still feel like I mean I don't when I you know turned 30 it felt weird because I thought whoa I'm turning 30 I said I should be so mature right now not still act like a child so to think that I thought 25 was going to be really mature is hilarious you know what that's so funny because a girl who I used to work with who's super lovely she said to me when I turned last year when I turned 29 she was like okay this is your last year to be as reckless and dumb as you want and then when you turn 30 you kind of got to you got to pull it up together about a little bit and I was like yeah yeah you know what you're right I'm just gonna go for it this year and I did to be fair I totally did yeah but there is this little part of me Maybe it's the little kid in me, the teenager, who's like, oh, my God, I'm turning 30. Like, like I got to throw a massive party. Like, I'm 19. Like, I feel like I'm trying to regress because yeah. I don't want to get older. Yeah. But I definitely have the mindset of a 30-year-old because yeah. I'm, like, ready for certain things that I wasn't ready for at 25. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. totally. I agree. But that's the thing. When I went to, for example, Disney World in Universal Studios, I thought, oh, this is going to be so fun. All these memories, these childhood memories that I'm going to be able to enjoy. 
and I'm going to be an adult enjoying it as a kid. Yeah. I acted like the biggest child there. You should have just seen me <laughs> just running the around. Staff members were like to your friends are like, please contain your child, ma'am. Yeah. I was just <laughs> running around like a kid, just pretending like I was 10 years old again. It was, oh, it was just amazing. crazy. So yeah, forget that. At 32, I'm definitely not even close to being mature. <laughs> <laughs> Maturity's overrated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So next question, what would you say is a childhood dessert or a dessert that you enjoyed in your younger years that you miss or your favorite one? I mean, I'm not a huge sweet tooth. I have a salty tooth. Okay. I could under eat you and popcorn like under the table. That's my bitch. But yeah, but sweet tooth, I don't eat a ton of sweets. I mean, that doesn't mean I didn't eat candy, obviously, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think it was like the Dairy Queen ice cream cakes. Because I used to get one. them every year for my birthday. And my birthday's in the summer. So like ice cream was so cold and refreshing. Yep. And theirs are so good with like the vanilla the crumble. I mean, oh, oh, the things yeah. I would have done for that crumble, the fudge, and then the chocolate ice cream. It's just, it's so simple. It's so smart. And I mean, you can still buy them today. So yeah. props to you, You're killing it. You're killing it. Um, yeah. Okay. What's yours? So for me, I definitely had a huge sweet tooth as a child. <laughs> like my mom was scared I was going to get diabetes or something. <laughs> Oh my God. You were that kid who's like in a candy store. You go up to the counter and they're like, oh, your Sour Patch Kids are empty. They're like, yeah, that girl's been here for an hour. (laughs) Yep. That was me. (laughs) I was definitely a sugar freak as as a kid. I've grown out of it. I obviously still get cravings here and there, but for the most part, I don't have sugar very, very often. But yes, there was a point where as a kid, I could not get enough of it. So one of my desserts that my mom would pack for lunch would be um, Dunkaroos, the little oh, cookie with so the icing. Good. I love it. I don't even think they make them anymore. I could be wrong. I think, uh, no, I think you're right. I don't think they're – I mean, we could be wrong, but I don't think they're a thing. Yeah, I swear I heard that they had discontinued them. But again oh. – it's we don't have kids and we're not kids, so that we could <laughs> I mean, probably even as a not child, I would still buy those. They were awesome. yeah, but I mean maybe we just don't notice them in the aisles anymore of the True. grocery store. But I swear I don't think they make them anymore. That was probably one of my favorite, and I would because you know that you had a whole bunch of cookies, but you had only yeah. a little bit of icing. That's right. So I would make sure to try and preserve as much icing so each cookie could get a good amount of icing it was really sad oh my god you're such but that's you know what like you say you're not mature but that's such a like an adult thing to do like <laughs> I remember eating dungaroos not often because again I don't have a huge sweet tooth yeah but sometimes I remember honestly just like dipping my finger in the icing and not even touching the cookies like I just went for the icing and was like that's what I'm here for folks forget the cookies the cookies are not yeah. secondary the cookies are fine like anyone want to trade just the cookies <laughs> I would actually ration the cookies to the oh icing to make sure there was like a good amount of ratio so I would not end up with just cookies 
it was or just icing or just icing it was so crazy <laughs> but obviously that was a really like anal side to me but oh <laughs> uh, man I just I don't know why it popped into my head the other day and I thought wow Dunkaroos oh my gosh like that's such a mind blow that to yeah. think about that because I haven't thought about that in years so yeah that's definitely and, one I missed. Just really quick for all the kids who were not kids in the 90s. <laughs> um, Dunkaroos were a snack that was icing and they had different flavors icing. Yes. And different flavor cookies. Yes. And it was in a pack where the icing was kind of like what looks like a basketball hoop. Yes. And the cookies, I want to say there was like a character, right? And the it was a kangaroo. Character. Oh, it was a kangaroo. Right, right, right. But it was the, yeah. And so you would like dunk it in and that, I mean. I think it was but. supposed to be like a whole basketball theme because yeah. the kangaroo had a basketball and some of the cookies were shaped like basketball. So you yes, dunk you're it, right. right? You're right. Like dunkaroo, dunk the cookie. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. what those were. And honestly, my favorite was the the funfetti icing, the like vanilla with the sprinkles yeah. and with the funfetti cookies. That was so good. Actually, I really, really I like that like one. 30 times more sugar. I know. I also really like the chocolate one. The, oh, did you? The vanilla or like confetti cookies with the chocolate. With the chocolate. Icing. Yeah. Not the chocolate on chocolate, but the vanilla cookies with the chocolate ice, uh, icing. Oh. Yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking about it right now. I'm like, oh, <laughs> remember Fatima when you used to eat those? <laughs> back in the day back in the days getting so nostalgic so our last sort of thing we're going to chat about really quick is was there something back in the day (laughs) as we just said yeah um that you're nostalgic about that kind of influenced you whether it was like a trend or you know anything like it could be music it could be a movie it could have just been like the time or what you were feeling I'm trying to think. I guess the thing that I would say probably influenced me was Disney movies. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's pros and cons to that because, you know, with Disney, everything is perfect in life, which, you know, everything always has a happy ending. So... I think that is what influenced me the most. So it helped me to always sort of stay positive and be happy because Mm -hmm. in the movies, everyone always ends up being happy and everything always ends up working out. So that was really nice um, because I do feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, Jules, that I've sort of continued forward and brought that one aspect of my childhood with me in terms of being optimistic about Mm -hmm. situations and the future and thinking, okay, yeah, the situation is, you know, sucks today, but tomorrow is going to be a better day or things will work out to be better. So I think that's one thing that definitely influenced me. Yeah, I agree with you. I definitely think you're like a super positive and upbeat kind of person that way for sure. So it's nice to know. know. And also fun little fact about, I mean, not so much about Disney, but more so about fairy tales. Yeah. Is the psychological idea of fairy tales. Yes, they typically always have a happy ending. Yeah. Except for some of the like old school grim 
brothers because not always <laughs> those ones do, but it's fine. Um, but the idea is that that was they're built around is that children can face their darkest fears. So mm-hmm. like the villain in the story, yep. whoever that is, they can face that and then see how the protagonist or the heroine uses tools to overcome it. Yeah, And that's what fairy tales are really kind of built for children to do, to just be able to face those dark fears and yeah. then come out the other side. Yeah, so as much as, yeah. So as much as like people are like, like you said, like, oh, everything's always perfect in Disney and that's not how it is in life. I think when you kind of learn and understand that aspect of it, which I did uh, maybe seven years ago um, and sort of did some like just research on my own to kind of look into it more. It was really interesting that it was like more of a tool than just a a life plan, for example. That makes so much sense, Jules. Yeah. Now that you kind of explained it, the other side of it, I'm thinking, yeah, you're right. <laughs> definitely don't have the same the thing, view. The random things I know. <laughs> I definitely don't have the same view anymore. You're right. It teaches you to overcome those challenges. Yeah. Okay. What about you? I think for me, it was a hundred percent music. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in the nineties and the two thousands and my super cool aunt and uncle who I'm super close with, even to this day, were really, they were in their like mid twenties in the nineties. So music, you know, when you're in your twenties, like, Music is really big, no matter yeah. what era yeah. you grow up in, right? So they really heavily influenced me. And then I also, you know, figured out what I liked. But, I mean, I went through stages. And I'm going to take you guys a little bit down the lane. When I was 12 and, like, 13, like, grade 7 and 8, yeah, I was really into hip-hop. And Ooh. to this day, I still love hip-hop. And I really, like, I mean, I like rap, but I think I prefer hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And I was, like thought I was like gangster and had like you know the like the clothing to go along with that I would wear like I it was so bad I was wearing like a basketball jersey from one team a hat from another basketball Aww. team they didn't match they're not the same team or colors <laughs> like, and I thought I was really gangster <laughs> Jules with her gangster style walking into class Oh my God. I mean, like I was still the person I am, but yeah. you know, you have that influence, yeah, right? For sure. And music, I think too, like, especially in the nineties, two thousands, like hip hop is really when it sort of like took its stride. Cause mm-hmm. I think before that, like I think in the eighties, maybe in the late eighties, like that's when hip hop really came, became a thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really, it's not like it's like rock, which has been around for ages and that kind of thing. Right. right? So yeah, that was definitely one. And then I kind of moved into my house phase, like house music and EDM, (laughs) which like people say there's like a term for it and whatever. But anyways, I dressed very like people like that for a little while um, and then finally balanced out. But yeah, I think music, because I think I've always just connected with it and when you're going through something bad, there's definitely a song for that. And when you're happy, there's a song for that. And I mean, even to this day, like I heavily rely on music to just kind of like make me happy, mm-hmm. bring me out of stuff, whatever. Um, and I feel like it just makes you feel like sometimes it's like right. words that you don't even know you want to say, but yeah. someone's seeing them and then it just happens. And yeah. I'll, I'll give you a perfect example of a song, like a modern song that really does that for me. 
Um, it's called Be Still by The Fray. Mm-hmm. And if you guys haven't listened to it, you should. It's really amazing. But I'll warn you, it's a really sad song. Like, it's mm-hmm. a song about, I, I interpret it as a song about when you've lost someone, when they've passed away. Right. And you feel like they're gone, but it's that the reminder that they're, like, still with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just one of those songs where, like, I feel like anyone who listens to it would instantly think of someone, would instantly feel something. So, yeah. So I feel like for me, like music's really done that. And now, I mean, I have a really broad taste in music where I almost honestly kind of like every genre except like metal and screamo. Yeah. That's not really really my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I I hear you. But yeah, I listen to like rock oldies country uh pop music which actually you know what i gotta give pop a little credit because i think throughout most of me growing up pop was like a a genre that never really faded away Mm -hmm. but it was also huge in the early 2000s yeah like that's when pop took over that's when britney spears christina aguilera justin timberlake insync backstreet boys 98 degrees like that's when all these bands yeah exploded and took over the world yeah yeah (laughs) Agreed. I, th- You're right. With music, it's one of those things that you can feel so much by listening to a song, whether it's you're feeling down, so you need a sad song to just let you feel it, or like a happy yeah. song, or whatever it is, but it helps you. Music is one of those really powerful tools that really makes you feel to a completely different level all these emotions. Yeah, exactly. So I would definitely say music. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode and stay tuned for our next confession. Thanks, guys. Bye.